Good evening, Let's Talk family. Uh, beautiful day today. I mean, the weather is breaking for most people that live in the Northeast. It was very nice out today. And um, tonight we have a very good show. Dre is here, the professor. <laughs> <laughs> She's here, you know, um, she gives us great information in reference to understanding the numbers and understanding the quarters and what's going on. And tonight she's here to talk to us and decode the second quarter and understanding the second quarter and like really what is going on? Like it's a lot going on. It's a lot of weird, weird energy as most people would say. Um, So we're going to, we're going to discuss that. If we can. So what's up, Dre? What's up, Q? What's up, everybody that's watching? <laughs> <laughs> so, Dre, we're in the second quarter of this um Six this universal inter- year. Yeah, this interverse inter interesting year. Um, I always say, you know, as the weather's starting to break we've been basically on punishment for the last two years because of the pandemic. And with that, and with the pandemic, we, um, it's getting a lot lax now and things are opening up. Basically it's no more pandemic, I guess. Um, the terms that they use, they don't use those terms no more. So you're starting to see the spring breaks, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you're you're a college professor, so you you definitely know what's going on with that. Right. And we're starting to see the travel is picking up. Mm-hmm. Um, beaches will be open. Memorial Day is right around the corner. I mean, exactly. and then it then it's on. Um, we're in the second quarter. Um, and we we left the first quarter interesting, but now we're in the second quarter. Um I sent you some birthdays mm-hmm. um yesterday. And I didn't tell you the name of the particular people. Okay. I didn't tell you the name of the particular people for a reason. Mm-hmm. I didn't want I didn't want you to look at look at what they've been doing lately in the news. Right. And let, let it mess your judgment up. Sometimes okay. we 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 tend to do that. Right. So I'm okay. I'm gonna give you two birthdays first, and then we'll get into some second quarter stuff, and then I'll give you two more birthdays. Okay. Sounds good. I got my notes, so I'm ready. Okay. The first birth date is 7 18 1965. This is a male. Okay. So when I did the build and I did the research on this, so this is a cancer male. Um, cancer is a water sign. So if you guys know anything about cancers, they're very um, emotional. Um, they can definitely be territorial, jealous, possessive, but also very loving. Um, have mood swings. So they're um, 18, so they're a nine person, right? So nine, um, definitely leadership qualities. Um, you know, they are pretty much ambitious. They're talented, so they have to always stay um, talented and they are, they will be in a limelight if they follow that path. Magnetic, so people are always gravitating towards them. Um, resilient, so if something major happens to their life, they're able to bounce back quicker versus some other people. And also too, um, they have the endurance. So they, they, you know, they can out, they can endure a lot and, you know, have that stamina to keep going while other people will quit. And they're fighters. So when I'm saying fighters, not actual physical fighters, but they will also advocate for 
not only themselves, but for humanitarians too. Um, another thing I want to um, look up is they're highly intelligent and also that they're problem solvers, compassionate leaders, and make great partners. Anything else about them? Um, no. Well, <laughs> who is this person? <laughs> this this person birthday, um, seven eighteen nineteen sixty five. Who Dre had just spoke about. Um, the name is Raymond Scott. Raymond Scott, aka, is Benzino. Ah, from the from the crib. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so. So we know that Benzino been in the news lately. It's a lot going on with him. Um, whatever his situation is, is his situation. Not to um, be judgmental. He's got a lot going on. Right. <laughs> a lot going on. So I sent Drea his birthday yesterday because I, I see that he's been very, as Drea said about his reading, he's been very emotional in the news. Um, he's basically breaking um unfortunately mm -hmm. right before our eyes you know i'm not a, a medical profession but you see it with a lot of celebrities because of their access of being a celebrity they have to go through real problems um, in front of everybody where their audience so right i thought that his birthday would be one birthday to be a very interesting the other birthday is nine 25 1968. Okay, so this person's a Libra, ASI seven. Um, so sevens are pretty much as we always talk about completion and perfection, right? Also, too, they're very when I did this whole thing, too, very upbeat, creative, attracted to spirituality. So they're big into spirituality and they have to really tap into keeping grounded with that intuitive and also too they find comfort once again back into that spiritual realm um they're all about fairness and justice so you'll see them doing a lot of work on like social justice or just even bringing certain topics to light that people are uncomfortable talking about um they can be healers so whether it's a wounded healer um they're dealing with their own you know trauma and triggers and then they also be they're also helping to help other people emotionally mentally physically um they have to socialize too it's something about their socialization skills that they need to brush up on more so they need to they're more like introverted so they need to like um definitely tap into socializing um they need to slow down this person can be very opinionated and their opinions are not warranted at that point in time it's like yo shell we didn't ask you for your opinion so that's when you have to really draw back and like observe more and like you know um pay attention and also too they can be great in relationships if your partner understand them because a lot of times like people who are sevens like seven those are born um you know that adds up to seven they could be great relationship partners, but a lot of times too, they work before their partners, they're kind of easily misunderstood um, because sometimes they can be very spidey. So they have to make sure that their partners understand them and they need a lot of space in. Maybe this person too sometimes don't need to be married in a relationship because they just need that much space so they can create and, you know, um, advocate. This this person, um, it's Will Smith. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, that's Will Smith. Oh wow! 
And it's interesting. And, and, you know, I told you I will save the other two to later, but I'll save one to later. The other person is 9-18-1971. And that's Jada. And she's a Virgo and she's an earth sign. So earth signs and, and air signs are interesting dynamic duo. They do a lot of clashing because like earth signs are very like grounding. They're like, listen, like, how can I help you? And air signs are like, F this, everyone, blah, blah, blah. And um, with her, she's a fighter. And it says, um, when I had got from this, like fighters will get everything they fight for. So very fiery. So, you know, that temperament is fiery, aggressive, quick thinker. Also, too, um, don't mind confrontation. So they don't mind having conversations, bringing it to people. They're very devoted and loyal to their friends and family. They rock with the underdogs heavy. So they'll bring, you know, they'll take on the, on, the underdogs. And also, too, they need to um, know what tack is and they need to be a little bit more gentle. And that's what I think that's what Earth Sign Spirit, I'm an Earth Sign. So like sometimes like to the point this is what it is and a lot of times we have to take a step back and be like all right how can i redirect this energy to be more tactful and then also to be more diplomatic to get um things moving so i can see that within her too Do you, i'm gonna ask you and you know i never i don't know if anybody ever did them two's numbers and um what we see like i always say what we see on camera is what we see in the, for public consumption Mm-hmm. is major dysfunction they've been in the news some people keep saying oh well we still talking about it two three weeks later we're talking about it because it's relevant and they are they are considered he's considered an a-list actor right they're considered a, a celebrity couple so anytime a celebrity couple does something um it is people are talking about it quote unquote at the water cooler so this mm-hmm. is why this discussion is still going on like I said, I don't know if anybody ever did their numbers, and I thought it was interesting that they were so close mm-hmm. as far as birth and their signs, but because that attraction may be the clash. Right. Somewhat. Exactly. Definitely. And like I said, with um with air signs, they always they want to be people pleasers. And like once they don't look good into like the public's eyes or the family eyes, it's kind of like they disgrace themselves and go away for a minute and then you know, they reappear back um, more held and stuff like that. And like how remember it says in Will's numbers that he's very spiritual. So we might see him doing a spiritual awakening at this point in time. And I know Jada does a lot of work with Queen of Fua. So, you know, maybe Queen of Fua, um, her son, Supernova Stone, maybe mm-hmm. will get involved, you know, um, with Hilda Man. That's his program that he has. So yeah. maybe I can, I can see that happening. Um but you know, with Jada, she always been fiery. Like we see her play a lot of fiery parts and very um she's very petite. So, you know, think back to um a different world. She was just like, um, I don't wanna say the hood chick, but the chick from, you know, Wall Street. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know, but it's 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 like, you know, for lack of better words, she could be having that that uh Napoleon complex or whatever. Right, exactly. Um, not, exactly. not 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 that that may be a bad thing, that just could be her character makeup and what she does to survive um, mm-hmm. being, being the shorter shorter young lady and and you know being overlooked sort of say so right. you gotta you know speak up and speak out exactly and get your voice heard so we're gonna transition into a wild second quarter like what is going on i know monday 
I did a lot of um, stuff on stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff was going on, and I know you know one of my my guys, my favorite podcasters. He was like, "This is a messy Monday," and I noticed that it's just a lot of right. stuff going on. You know, not only with celebrity, but just regular people. Mm-hmm. You got this guy in New York who. Um, He shot 10 people, but nobody died. Right. Exactly. So you have that going on. So it's like that. It's this big question mark of like, what the F is really going on? And what we're witnessing. And I've been saying this for since a year. We're witnessing post-pandemic mental health breakdown. Mm. A lot of people's mental health. And I post about that today. is unraveling. So you either look at somebody wrong, they're right, they on the edge. You know, we all were on the edge at some point in time. To the point, this is how bad it is. So I went to I went to my primary care today just to get my checkup. The new question they ask you now is, have you thought about committing suicide or homicide onto other people? I was like, I never had that question asked, right? So I see why people are asking that. And then even here, being in Alabama, they're trying to bring back old social workers because they need a lot of they, the case law as far as a mental health is out of control to the point we have a shortage of social workers. So a lot of times um what we see in this people unraveling, people not staying in their lane, people being keyboard gangsters, um, people really don't want to do the inner work. And so what they're doing, they're pointing outwards. This is you, you're the issue, you're this, you're that. Um, instead of them taking accountability for their healing and also to saying, Hey, I'm struggling in these areas, this is what I need to be held. And people holding on to old um grudges and resentment. So let me ask you, you know, we, we um the pandemic definitely changed uh what I do, changed what you do. It changed how I did shows and and, and it allowed me to focus on what I wanted to do in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people were available in the last two years. And now it's like, like I said, it's, it's changing. I thought that we, because of the tragedy of so many people was touched by the pandemic, that you would have thought it would be a major spiritual awakening. But some, I think for some, it was a spiritual awakening. Like I know I definitely you know, transition how I think spiritually and, um, you know, just on another level, but I have to also do the work and I'm continuously doing the work. A lot of people were just antsy. They didn't want to be home because a lot of people are not comfortable with staying home with their selves. What I'm saying with their selves is in their mind, you know, also to what's that dark spark that you need to heal? What's triggering you? And I think a lot of people don't know what their triggers are. So all this stuff that's been going on, everybody's been triggered because they haven't identified what are their trigger points. So a lot of people was ignoring the healing and also too, um, domestic violence went up, um, self-medicating went up as well as far as with substance abuse. So a lot of people tapped in more into like drugs and alcohol. And what I'm saying self-medication and also too, like overindulgement sex. So you've seen a lot of things being um, sexual. A lot of people are being overly sexual. Um, it's, it's just out of control, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, everything is about sex or twerking or this it's, and that. And it's, like, it's, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Like, I, well, it's funny you brought up twerking. I always say, and I, I probably need to have a discussion about the twerking is mm-hmm. our culture has always twerked. You know what I mean? Right. From, you know, uh, the butt, doing the butt. 
you know, Luke and all that stuff. Exactly. And it's, I always find it ironic how our thinkers will focus and say, well, twerking is this, twerking is that. But it leads to the, the over-sexualization of what's going on. Like, everything is like, you literally, um, TV is like, it done transitioned from soft porn to yes. now it's like, okay. Exactly. Um, me, you can't really you know. watch TV like that anymore yeah. because it's just out in the open. And then even another thing that people don't want to talk about, um, the black men versus the black women conversations is just disgusting. It's degrading. It's devaluing us as a culture. And I'm like, I'm seeing the breakdowns even in that. So, you know, people are just on the edge and really haven't took the time to say, you know what, I'm thankful that I made it out the pandemic and my family members that, you know, still survived. They just want to get back to, um, what's, what's the word, normal? But we yeah. we about to transition to a whole different dimension because I'm seeing like the old quote unquote society we lived in is no longer. Like we're in a whole totally different dimension that um, people are confused and like, what, what are we doing here? Like, you know, do I move forward? Do I stand still? And I just think that we all have to stay in our lane and go back to, because it's universal six year. We got to go back to the soul family. So this is the time too, I think a lot of people need to uh, reevaluate their family structure. And I'm not talking about, you know, the family structure they was going into, but people who you call get A1 from day ones. Um, do you really need to cut them off because they said that they support this versus that? Um, you see a lot of that too. So I just think that a lot of people need to take um, accountability and be access service to themselves and to other people because people are really out here struggling. You'll be surprised. People put so much, they frank on social media, but they're really struggling like seriously, mentally, spiritually, and holistically. Yeah, I know the deep, well, well, you know, we're, we're, we're real tight. The the, um, the gender thing, I'm I'm starting to really like get a better grip and understanding it. At first, I just be like so frustrated because you're like, yo, what the hell is going on? Why is the gender divide so serious? What happened? The history, um, some of the solutions that I think that could help, and it's like it's really getting worse. It's like it's it's getting seriously worse and it's like you know we say that we want to come together but the reality is, is that we're really going further apart um and uh, you see a lot of men are are in the business of degrading women you see a lot of women in the in the business of degrading men but then they'll say in the, in the next breath oh he's a king or you know or or she's a queen and it's not right. as as a bunch of someone very close to me say the math ain't mathing yeah the math is not it's not, not adding up and transition that to you know how me and you and yes how myself and yourself met um the reality is that we're broke yes <laughs> you know exactly. and andrea it's funny when we always talk about the wealth gap and money i think a lot of people that are opposed to the theory of reparations, their first thing is, I'm doing good. And they're looking at it from an individualistic st standpoint, like, you know, I'm well off, I'm at a certain age, I got some investments, I got things popping and secure from my family. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that, you know, at the end of the day, what happens is, yeah, your family might be doing well off, but it's five families suffering next to you um 
And this is, you know, the wealth gap and what they said about 2030. Right. Basically, we will have um, black Americans that have zero wealth in this country. Exactly. So looking like I said, I thought it was a a serious spiritual awakening. But um, going into this quarter, like I said, the first quarter, like we did the show, I'm like, all right, it was not wasn't bad. It was laid back. And then this just boom, boom, boom. All types of stuff just started happening. I, I mean, and it's, it's every day. You can't um, keep up with it. So I think, what was it, yesterday when Cam Newton said his remarks and then with the main old thing and then with the Zeno thing. It's just every day. It's like yeah, a yeah, three you know, part you know, the, of funniest, the funniest thing about Cam Newton, right? Is Cam Newton has been consistent of who he's always been. Right. He's a son of a preacher. His mother and father been together forever. He has these very um, strong family values. And I'm not going to say anybody's values are not strong. Mm-hmm. But he, he believes in the nuclear family. But everybody looks at his personal life and, you know, he got baby mother and this, that, and third. And they'd be like, you know, as they say, to me, it ain't adding up. And they'd be like, you know, and it's like they, they, the the power structure, it's all clickbaitish. They jump on his statements and they attack them and like, you know, what did he say wrong? I don't think he said anything wrong. Like I appreciate what he said because of um, just the type of family I come from, very traditional. And um, I think, like you said, they looking at it like, well, it's misaligned with his own personal life. Um, I feel that, and I make people may go ill on me. I feel as women, especially Black women, um, we need to learn how to chill. That's one of my missions: is like taking a step back and allowing the man to be the man, and I'm gonna be the woman, right? And not, um, you know, be trying to be someone's mom. I don't want to be anyone's mom, but you know, how are we surviving if we are raising children? you know in all these different households also to um as women we have to take accountability of who we allow uh, um, access to us and i'm saying us to us sexually energetically um also to you know um men are gonna mean so when you said um i don't know the problem but how, how do you feed yourself you know if you don't know how to cook you know, yes, you may get takeout, but that gets old after a while. You gotta think, think about um you talk about, oh, I want a husband, but a lot of people honestly haven't seen um marriages in their family. I'm still shocked about that. Like I know a lot of people like yo, I've never seen any like a lot of people in my family marriage. Yeah. I was like, wow, I'm, I'm I'm always shocked about that because uh maybe because I I have seen longevity in marriages and they made it work. Yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting, and um, like I said, it goes back to the, the the. I think that a lot of a lot of women don't understand that you know the man never forsaked his woman on that auction block, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like we were, we were on that block together, and it's like yo, like where did we become like so upset and right. anger and just like resentment and bitterness and it's to the point where we're like, you know, I, I gotta, uh, I, it's her fault. It's her right. Fault. And it's, um, 
so when I went to South Carolina, I went to Charleston, and um, for those who follow me, I actually took a plantation um, tour, which was very humbling. And 90% of our ancestors came from Charleston, South Carolina. Um, and the, the part that, huh? right? Right, exactly. The part that kind of got me was the lady had said, well, we're going to focus on the women of the plantation. I'm like, what about the, the black the black male slaves, right? I thought that was kind of interesting because they were saying at this particular plantation that they have more female workers than the ma than males on the plantation. I thought that was kind of interesting to hear that. But even just the feminist tone in that, like, yeah, even though your ancestors was getting raped and abused and mistreated, I, we still have a feminist tone here on this plantation. And I just thought that was the most weirdest thing. But we have to understand that we all we have um i don't care if you go outside the race and you date other people whatever cases you still have you know your black family that is still struggling so all this going back and forth and oh this person said this oh this person said that once again that is part of you need to stay in your lane and charity stops at home and how about you rebuild your family structure which a lot of people don't want to do they want to see what this celebrity is going to say and then like yeah See, that's why I didn't like Homeboy, but like you said, Cam Newton's always been who he is. And it, and it and it really it really is it's on code to what he's always said, sort of say. He's always right. said these things. I got a I got one birthday I want to uh ask you about, right? <laughs> the last one is 8 30 1973. Oh yeah, I did that one. Oh it's a Virgo. Virgo. This person here must carry out all projects and assignments. So they are the ones who like have to carry it on their back. Um, also, too, they gotta be careful of um, you know, what they intake as far as with food, because their weight fluctuates all the time. They may have a thyroid issue that like slows them down as well. Um, this person can see a whole bunch of money so wealthy, they thrive on peace, wisdom, and harmony. They have intensive emotions too, so they're like highly intense. Um, oftentimes need direction um, creatively. They can be mad creative, but they just need to be redirected. Also, they need discipline. Sometimes they lack discipline. Communication is key, so they need to communicate like, hey, if they have a team, I need y'all to help me, um, you know, creatively. Can be very charming, have amazing social skills, and then also to going back to like, um, they can be very proficient and like amazing in relationships. Well, because we were just talking about um, that auction block and slavery and understanding when you went on your trip, that 8-30-1973 is Mr. Jermaine Coleman, a.k.a. Mano. <laughs> <laughs> Highly disappointed in him. Um, yeah. I understand that today he came out and I saw the video where he said, oh, y'all can't take a joke. Mano, um, in my opinion, is too intelligent, mm -hmm. too street savvy, mm -hmm. and too, as a man that understands the pulse of the culture, I think that he, he know he messed up. Right. By saying that. Um, I don't think he was joking, though. <laughs> I must admit, I'm a, in, in a weird, sick fantasy way, mm -hmm. I think that he probably does think of some crazy sex when he's having relationships with this these type of women. I just right. think that um, 
unfortunately, it, it I don't think he realized how it sounds, how it landed, and how disappointed some people in the culture is with him. Like, yo, we don't play with slavery. That's mm-hmm. not, you know, everybody always talks like, you know, yeah, we, we were kings and queens before slavery. That's ours, though. We own, you know, it happened to us, and we ain't going to let it go, and we shouldn't right. let it go. And I think that when he did that, like I said, it didn't land well. And a, and a lot of people who keep Mano in high regard are very, very upset. Definitely, because <laughs> I was like, what he said? It was just weird. But once again, we're seeing a lot of people gonna come this is not gonna be last we're gonna see more people saying some salacious things more sensationalism and we are going to see people just out here wow like people this is this is just light wait till like it get warmer like summertime is going to be wow and it's gonna be so wow to the point i i believe this and i feel it it's gonna be like another lockdown oh uh, is it a lockdown for what? A pandemic or just nuts? Just just people just... I would say all the above. I would say like pandemic. I would say like mental health. Like we're going to see a lot of people going into like rehab or getting therapy. It's going it, to... It's getting wild. It's getting wild. People are on the edge. And another thing too, this is what I wanted to, to mention to everyone. Start doing your karmic cleanup because... I'm seeing things that, you know, how like, oh, that person is going to get it. I'm seeing to come back too quick on people. So if you are not divinely. Explain, um, explain, explain. The um, karmic cleanup. The karmic cleanup. Like some people, probably all of us need to sit down and write um, a forgive. I would say a forgiveness letter to ourselves and to people who you need to forgive. We all need to forgive somebody, right? Um, because what I'm seeing is like people are getting their people are getting what is deserved to them. So if you did somebody dirty and you know it, it's time to take ownership because you're gonna realize, damn, why I can't keep money, why I can't keep my mental health, why I can't keep this because you didn't karmically clean that up. Um, I've been doing a lot of work on that. That's what I'm saying. So I won't get caught up with like being unforgiving or just even regretful or just even resentful because um, people are dying at rapid rates from stress because, you know, they get into arguments and then you have to chill with the argument too. Sometimes you just have to take a step back. Like, you know what? Um, like, like I have a post about Queen of Food. It said like, if, when someone goes gutter, you have to be a goddess and not have to get off your throne. And I'm a firm believer in that because do you have to fight every battle? No, you don't. But if you feel you got to fight every battle, you're never going to win the war. And also, too, that's going to be more hard. You're going to have to clean up. And people are wondering why, like, yo, why is these things happening to me? And we all know people like that. Like, damn, everything's always happening to you because they're really yeah, they even They even tell you that, that, you know, um, when you, you know, as they say, spring cleaning, winter cleaning, you you know, when you when, when the season comes in, those are quarters as well. When they come in, you should do a, a, a cleanse, you know, yes. spiritual, emotional, physical, you know. And you always hear a lot of people, the first thing they do is, and when they talk about trying to get rid of that toxicity, toxicity, first thing they say is, oh, I got to get away from toxic people. Well, how you don't know you toxic? 
Right, exactly. And and they probably a toxic person and they refuse to do the shadow work, um, which is tough, but you have to do it. You have to look yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, why is X, Y, Z happening to me? Not even just happening to me, but why am I holding on to certain things? And, um, you know, you know what you're holding on to. Everyone know what we're holding on to. And so, like, you just got to start forgiving yourself and forgive other people. Like I said, do you got to go on an apology tour? You may have to go on an apology tour um, if you want to, you know, savage those relationships or just even free yourself. Because a lot of I'm seeing a lot of people burden and bogged down and they don't know how to communicate. So what they do, I'm blocking this person. I'm doing this instead of them really having these conversations. Yeah, you see, like, Yo, what did I do? You see that, that... um they'll get confronted or called down on their stuff. And right. the first thing they'll do is instead of trying to look at it and look inwardly and try to reconcile the situation, I'm just going to just, you know, take, I'm going to not listen to what they're addressing me about. And I'm just going to take what they say and just throw their energy away because mm -hmm. they're, because they're the problem. It's not me. I'm good. I'm, I'm okay. So they're, they're the toxic ones. And you notice that, like you said, you see somebody's karma come back to them so quick and you'd be like yo didn't you just go through something a couple months ago like yeah. like what's going on with you like you 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 got some stuff and a lot of times we tend to not think that it's us mm -hmm. and we think oh no just you know it's you right. you've been you've been you know um Religious people would say tried and tested, and mm -hmm. spirituality people would say like you know you got some bad some bad energy going on, and it's like you don't want to put the work in as an individual to to get rid of the work. Do I mean do the work and get rid of the energy and the um the stuff that you're gonna be going through? Right, exactly. And you have to you have to put that work in. You have to do the work. Um, yeah. So I'm seeing that a lot too. But once again, that's just, um, you have to do a cleansing of your soul, of your spirit, and be okay with, you know, making that quick switch, like change your mind, changing your attitude, um, changing how you look at things too. And once again, do you have to react to everything? It's funny because when, like, um, when we go back to celebrities, when uh, Kanye was in the news, right? During the first quarter, he was in the news all over the place. Mm -hmm. right? So I was telling him, I said, this guy got that alpha Gemini energy. Like, let it just go. He's a he's an artist. He likes to create. He's being creative, and he has that access. And one of the things that they did is that he, it appeared that they were doing something to him, but in all reality, they probably allowed him to to, to focus on himself. And he pushes the culture. He's nowhere around right now. People are like. Where yet? Where yet? Like, what's going on? And now they're starting to to see a lot of the things that he, as a father, as mm -hmm. a um, as ex husband, what he what he was trying to address. And it's interesting how um, media in this country is portrayed, and social media, and and you know, I seen somebody get upset because their page got taken. You know. And rightfully so, when you build a platform, you got every right to be upset about your platform being taken for mm -hmm. reasons that you don't understand. But they were going crazy, and I was like, "Yo, like you need that." And they, they, you know, they got it back. But it was just amazing how you know that them taking it was like, 
dude, you you still on top of your game, like right. You know, it's 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 interesting how social media has really made us addicted to that validation from others. Exactly, exactly, and um, it's an addiction that a lot of people um don't want to admit that's an addiction. It's also to a mental health killer. Like, you know, a lot of people who use um, social media compare their lives to, like, these smoking mirrors and they get depressed, they get anxious, um, and everything is dictated by social media, TikTok, this, that, and the third, and it's like, yo, come on. Um, to the point, I'm like, I'm about to start, like, pulling back and taking my detox because it gets, it does get consuming, it gets overwhelming um, when it comes to that, but, you know, another thing, too, is a lot of people are showing their insecurities even more. Insecurities are popping up left and right um, via social media and also to um, just in your own family union, even within yourself. So people need to work on insecurities because I can see right through it. Like, man, you are like hella insecure for what? Like, what is going on yet? But once again, um, people don't want to tap into like that childhood trauma and do the work from there and you know work their way up as well well Drea, what's gonna happen <laughs> now you said, you. You, said, you said it's gonna get worse um you said it's gonna be a lot more not worse let's just say it's gonna be more unraveling it's more, gonna be um, more unraveling um you know we're gonna see a lot of people unraveling and also too just um being misguided and also not having a direction and lack of discipline so you know once again charity starts at home so you have to make sure you're 10 toes down you're standing tall and and check your mental health and check yourself on a daily basis so have like a daily check-in um commit to something too so if, it, if it's you're going to commit to not arguing for the rest of the year y'all try it you just never know or commit to you know joining a support group to help you with let's say grief or loss so commit to something that's going to help you push your success forward and making sure that you are not um you know part of the rest of the society just lost and aimless because the world that we know now this this is how it is going to be moving forward so you know people was talking about this ethical cleansing um, I think a lot of times, too, people, um, it is a cleansing that's going on, but what are you going to do about it? Are you just going to watch people, you know, face a black, but are, you know, are you actually doing it in the work? So I think people need to do the soul check-in, like do your soul work. And make it might sure. be, it might be, people might be, uh, you know, as melanated people might be going through some vitamin D deficiency. <laughs> I think so. I think that, and then also too, just the addiction to the blue screen, like, also, get away from the freaking phone. <laughs> like, at least take an hour before you go to bed and just do some breath work. Breath work. A lot of people. Are- you know. You know. That's that's one of the things that um I used to do. I, did, I had this particular job. I used to work. I used to work four days a week at this job, but I worked mm-hmm. a lot, like thirteen hours a day. So what I used to do is I used to get off work and just sit on the couch and not do nothing for a while. Most of the time I'd fall asleep and it was basically just to, um, you know, get all that work mentality out of me before I deal with home life. And you see it now how a lot of people just, we can't get away from our devices. Mm -hmm. A lot of us, you know, because a lot of people work at home, they can't get away from work. 
Um, they did not like Shanita just said. People aren't able to decompress. Right. And it's like, you know, imagine somebody going to the park, right? And they go to the park for a walk and they leave their phone in their car. <laughs> like some people will be some people, you know, will panic and be like, Well, I can't leave my phone in my car and think of all types right. of reasons that don't matter why they gotta have their phone on them. Then they'll start mm-hmm. psyching themselves, oh, this park ain't safe. I gotta call 911. But why are you walking in that park then? Exactly. Instead of saying, yo, I'm turning my phone completely off and I'm gonna just quiet time, me time, mm-hmm. and, and really like um, like she said, decompress and really just be in the moment. I have a um co-worker, and I said to him this week, I said, Yo, you going fish? Because he had caught like two weeks ago, he had caught like 30 fish. Oh wow. He caught like 30 trout. He was a 14 footer. He caught a he caught a no, he caught an 18 footer and he was bragging right to me. So I was today I said to him, I said, Yo, what you doing the weekend? You going fishing? He's like, he's like, fishing. He's like, man, I've been fishing every day mm. since the last time I talked to you. I said, really? So he said he want he goes fishing when he get off. We get off around four. He gets off five. And he'll go to the little lake on his property. Mm-hmm. We'll just go fishing. He'd be catching two, three, and just right. And that's exactly for him. Yeah, you know. And that's another thing too. I wanted to say, like everyone should have a hobby. So my new hobby is, I you know, I just still do my gardening. I take swimming classes because as it's seventy percent of African Americans who do not know how to swim. This is from children to adults. So that's my new thing is learning how to swim. So that's something that I don't have to think about. I don't have to worry about my device. I don't have to worry about um, academic stuff. I just have to worry about how can I float and save myself or save someone else while I'm in the water. So find some hobbies to do that is not dealing with something technology and stop monetizing your hobbies. Like, oh my God, I got to monetize it and make money off of it. That's when you know um, you, you're part of a, a, you know, a racial group that doesn't have money, right? So it's just find you a hobby that you don't have to, to think about. Shanita says she's in that percentile that can't swim. I'm with I'm with y'all. Yeah, <laughs> let me, and, no, and let, I'm scared got classes for fifty dollars. Since you since you brought it up, since huh? you brought it up, you know I seen from your social media how your garden literally got started. <laughs> you did like wow. So now I'm gonna ask you a question, and and we're gonna talk about the physical cleanse because okay. eating. You know, I don't, I haven't eaten food from, my grandmother had a garden years ago, mm-hmm. years, years ago. And you know, I do go to farmer's markets here and there. Can you tell the difference when you when you eat out of your garden? You can tell a major difference of like non-GMO foods that, you know, non-GMOs and things with GMO in it. Like from the grocery store, you can tell a big difference. Um, like when I pick stuff in my garden, it grows so rapidly and it just tastes so fresh. And you can smell like when your collard greens are cooking with your jalapeno peppers. When you buy like them same collard greens in like let's say um I'll say Trader Joe's, they have a little bit, they have some good quality. It's a difference because I remember back in the day you could smell collard greens from doors down, right? Now you really can't smell them. You, you know what you're right. 
You're right. Yeah, you gotta. If somebody, somebody cooked collard greens, you could smell it for two, three houses down. I'm telling you, you could smell it a long ways, and now you have to be up on it. So you know, um, how I got into gardening because I spent my summers in Alabama, and so like my family, we own like we own at least like 80 acres of land, and so like I seen like my great uncles, like they was like 60s and 70s every day, four or five o'clock in the morning on their tractors you know, gardening and prepping um, the garden. So that's how I learned how to do a lot of things. And one of my uncles, um, my uncle Riley, this is my great uncle. He always grew collard greens, beans. So before we left to go to Boston, we would like stop by his spot, pick it from the ground. So I remember seeing my parents picking it from the actual garden and bagging it. Um, so, you know, I'm used to that type of culture. And I remember someone asked me this week, like, why are you so fascinated with living in the South? And I was like, because life for me is easier down here and I can grow my own stuff without someone bothering me. When you live in like um, Northeastern states, especially if you live in an apartment, there's like certain claws in your lease that you can't even grow anything. So, you know, um, I just, for me, I live a simple life and I'd rather like live off the land than, you know, I have to go to a grocery store and you just, the stuff is just not good quality in the grocery stores versus when you grow it. And when you grow it, you're like, yo, I feel like you, um, you're making your ancestors proud because they're like, yo, like this is how we, you know, pretty much survive. Yeah. 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 I, I find it interesting with the, um, like I said, with your garden, because I know a lot of people are always concerned about, well, I don't have the proper dirt. And I actually seen you go get dirt. I mean, you, you would get your, you would just jazz it up, like, and to, and to be able to have your, your own garden and be able to be like, you know what, it's the season. Let me go out there and get some of my stuff. You know, um, I think that, like you said, a lot of people, definitely people from the Northeast, the first thing they say is, oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You can do it if you really want to do it. Now, if you live in a place that you can't do it, that's different. Right, but some people got enough space in the back exactly. where they could do it, and they oh, I'm scared to catch. Nah, just get you a little fence and right, and then you can you know, grow like stuff it. in buckets. Like I grow stuff in buckets. Like you can grow tomatoes and different herbs and stuff. So I always think about what you eat, and then you can grow it in buckets. And you know, also too, you can um just get some fertilizer. Mix it up, get fish fertilizer. It stinks, but I'm telling you, your your vegetables will grow. Like I grew strawberries in a bucket last um, season, and it was delicious. So you make time for what you want to make time for. Um, it's important to go back to basics when it comes to eating. Because look at now, collard greens and sweet potato, all the stuff for those who you know folks are from the south. Those are superfoods now, right? Like, oh my god, it's superfoods, and and then they're trying to tell you how to cook it. I mean, I cook my collard greens different versus like my mom and my aunts. Like, I saw mines and I don't do all that stuff in there. But like, who can? Like, 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 really, like, um, you know, the culture, tradition, how things was passed down. Like, how are you gonna tell us? Something's a superfood, and this is what we we've been eating. This is how we we lived. We it's it's amazing how we um how it ties in with understanding your inhabitant. Okay, now we're in a cold region, uh -huh. and we're melting people. So this is what we got to eat to to sustain and survive. And you know, we were always uh, even if you were a pork eater, most people back then ate a lot of vegetables. Yeah, a lot of people ate a lot of vegetables. I remember my mom was saying the other day, she was like, they pretty much was 
vegetarians because it was seven of them and they really couldn't afford meat. They only ate meat on Sunday. And so they pretty much ate beans, you know, greens, like what Shirley Caesar was saying. And they was full. And, you know, some of them worked in the fields. And um, but they didn't have sedentary lives. Like our lives are very sedentary. A lot of us are lazy and don't want to cook. But it, listen, when you meal prep, like I meal prep and you can get you a crock pot and get all this stuff. You'll be surprised of, um, you know, how you can eat to live, you know, and I think so many people is just like it's convenience. They want convenience. But I'm telling you, you don't know what's in this stuff. So grow you a garden. Even if you grow you some herbs, there's so many different kits you can get for like five bucks from like Lowe's just to grow like rosemary and, you know, different things. So don't be afraid. Challenge yourself. So that's another thing, too. I want everyone to challenge themselves. Um, and go beyond the status quo and not do what everyone's doing. It's okay to take a break from that device and figure out yeah. how to stuff. <laughs> it's, cra- it's crazy because I was following uh, Victor, Dr. CB's son, Victor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he had put up a video today on the GMO ginger. And I was mm-hmm. so disappointed. I was like, oh. And he was explaining about the ginger, you know, and, um, you know, shout out to Victor and, and Dr. CB's family for trying to continue his legacy of just, you know, just getting us to think about eating right first and before before some of us do it and understanding how it affects your behavior, affects everything that you got going on, um, all this stuff. And, you know, what me and you talk about, all this stuff ties together with um, how we should move in our mood swings. Definitely for the meat eaters, if you eat a lot of meat, it might affect your mood. You might need to look into that. <laughs> right. into that. But Drea, it's been a pleasure. Do you want to? You got anything you want to leave us? Any final thoughts? Um, I just like I said, everyone, just make sure that you remember charity starts at home, and home is within yourself as well. Um, which you can spread love in your home. Um, remember that you don't have to fight every battle. The the mission is just to win the war. So you got to pick and choose what battles to fight, and a lot of times you don't. And um, this is another one I want to leave off with. Our new provost at Tuskegee has said, um, is LOL. He said, learn, observe, and listen. He's like, before you even say anything, you need to learn, you need to observe, and you need to listen. And I was like, yo, that's so dope. So, you know, I rock with that. So just always make sure to ask yourself, what can I learn from this, observe from it, and listen, um, and what teachable moments that is going to teach you. So that's it. With that, Appreciate you guys in the chat. Thanks, Dre, Dre. Let everybody know how they could um link up with you. You know, far as um personal readings, far as just linking up because you are um a sapiosexual person. <laughs> you love conversation. You love energy. You love to uh you know communicate with people, and you're not guarded, sort of say you're not uh, hard to find. Right, um, exactly. So um, you guys can follow me on Facebook and IG, Brown Girl from Boston. Um, my blog is www.browngirlfromboston.com and my email, as you can see, is drea at browngirlfromboston.com So I'm pretty much everywhere, you know, um, email me, you can hit me in the DMs and I'm not one of those people like, who's this? Why you hit me up? So yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that's that's another thing. I know you, you speak about um your name, Brown Girl from Boston. And everybody be like, yo, 
you always talk about Alabama. Just explain that before we leave. <laughs> explain it because they'll be like Alabama and Boston. What, Got it. So um, I'm a native. I always say black Bostonian. I left home at 18 to go to school down here in Alabama. Um, I graduated from Tuskegee University, which everyone should know is the HBCU, co-founded by Booker C. Washington and Lewis Adams. But we'll talk about that another time. Um, went to graduate school in Mississippi. Lived a lot of places, and I came back to Alabama. I always say Alabama is my um, home of my ancestors because they was violently brought from South Carolina to here in Alabama. My parents are from Alabama and I decided to make Alabama my home because I am a professor at my alma mater at Tuskegee University. So I know a lot of people are like, hold on, why is she always talking about Alabama? So that's the connection, the the, the Boston to Bama connection. You're, you're a professor at Alabama and where else? I'm a professor at Tuskegee University and Utica. Well, now it's university. So I'm, I have the pleasure of being a professor at an HBCU and a PWI. And at my PWI, I teach a class called um, Privilege, Power, and Oppression. And it is an interesting class. And we can talk about that another time because it talks about white supremacy, white, um, you know, culture, and just how things came about. And I have to tell y'all this before we leave. So I had that lecture on double consciousness and W.E.B. Du Bois. You know, that is our Booker T's, the Washington's. Like, you know, they have plenty of debate. They, they were contemporaries. Contemporaries. <laughs> and no one in my class knew who W.E.B. Du Bois was. And I was just very taken away. But when you are part of the other culture, we all know what the other culture is. You don't have to know about our culture. So hence why they're going very hard on, um, you know, the critical theory because um, they don't have to know about us or just even people like indigenous people as well. And then when I said um, I have indigenous blood, which is true, you know, they was like, what? So um, it's just interesting. So make sure that you all teach your children about our culture and like our leaders and, you know, what sacrifices that they made. I don't care if you, you know, um, learn with them, but it was it was very daunting and shocking that they didn't know W.E.B. Du Bois, but they don't have to, right? Like, we have to know who their their leaders are and their, you know, historic figures, but they didn't even know that. And I was, you know, it was just taken away. <laughs> you guys in the chat, Drea is a very good friend of mine. Um, yeah, we've been we rocking met, for we, a long time. We met, she is my sister. We met, we met through social media and um, we've been supporting each other since then. One of the one of the things that she touched on is we sometimes expect people to know our culture. And we're definitely going to do a show on that and and discuss that because we have to realize that 90% of the other race that's here, um the white white race, 90% of them came through Ellis Island. Exactly. They were not here. Right. So we're gonna we're gonna discuss that, Dre. Dre we gotta do like a show on that. and we gotta do a show on ninety percent of our ancestors came from Sullivan Island. So make sure y'all look up Sullivan Island, which is in Charleston. I have pictures that I went, I I cried because I'm like, yo, my ancestors came through here. So for those who travel, make sure y'all put um, Charleston, South Carolina, on your list, and you'll be back. You you're gonna cry, and it's gonna humble you. Um, so always look up Ellis Island and look up Sullivan Island, which ninety percent of African American ancestors came from great with that appreciate you drea appreciate you, you guys in the chat we're gonna try to have her on i told y'all she got a lot look <laughs> look she's a professor at two colleges right she got her garden 
She got lunch. And she's still in school herself. She she ain't put that out there that she's still in school herself. So we um as as much as Dre wants to come on, she comes on. Um, I just have to remind her. Um, hopefully she's not gonna be doing too much traveling <laughs> going forward and not get her to come on and then we could just we could discuss some of this stuff and really just um peel back some layers and be able to have a discussion that is that is pro- productive um, mm-hmm. to understanding why is your why, as Dara would say. Right. <laughs> so with that, appreciate you guys in the chat. Remember to like, share, subscribe. If you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, make sure you hit the emoji. Make sure you share the, the conversation. This is the only way that the, the channel grows, and this is the only way that we can be a part of pushing the culture forward. With that, have a great night. Good night.